Mike, do you have a cry button on you? Um. <laughs> No. Oh. Pure chaos. <laughs> Dada, Margarita. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 19 of the Not Salty Podcast. I'm your host, John Bell. And as always, I am joined by my friends and co host, Mike Fenton and Kristen Skeevers. In this episode, we interview our friends, Joni and Lee Skidmore of Liberated Libations, who are the geniuses behind many of the drinks you know and love in the Deep Creek Lake area. We learn where their inspiration comes from. We talk about how they are newlyweds and work well together. We talk about tattoos. We talk about their trips to Thailand. And they even give away a few good recipe tips. Joni and Lee, you are a great addition to the community. Thank you for doing your part in making Garrett County such a great place to call home. Keep doing what you do, and we'll keep drinking what you make. Well, maybe not the pop rocks and nerd kamikaze, but keep being you. Mike, hit the intro. Welcome to episode 19 of the Not Salty Podcast. Uh... We really haven't started too much yet. We've talked a little bit, and this may be my favorite episode yet because uh, I walked in and uh, Lee made me an old fashioned. Um, I did. So uh, I don't know all that much about old fashions other than I like to drink them a whole lot. And I think this is the recipe from Pawn Run. It is. So I guess before we, I'm, I'm going to drink this and then I'll introduce you guys. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's we are here, episode number 19, with our friends Joni and Lee of Liberated Libations. And uh, we were talking out in the lobby a minute ago about uh, how long we've known each other. And Lee, I didn't realize I've known you that long, but I guess we've known each other since early yeah. 2000s. Long time. Joni, um, you worked for me at one time for me at one time and you were smart enough to quit, so that was a good decision. <laughs> you know, uh, you worked at Service Master for Oh, us I love that Thank job. you. And uh now you guys have gone off, uh gotten married, started a company and uh opened a few bars and you're doing really, really well. And we just sold your house recently. You did. Yeah. We appreciate that. It was awesome. We love it. <laughs> tell us uh tell us about liberated libations. So yeah, we're a uh mobile bartending service uh, that bartends, weddings, events, private parties. Uh, we also like to do uh, what we call BYOB, which is a beer and bartender party where you learn how to make your favorite cocktails, such as our uh, lovely old fashioned here. Like you would teach me how to make this? I would teach you how to make it. Yeah, you and your friends, your family, we'd set you up with uh, your own little bar, I guess a bar set up with all the shiny stuff like the shakers and... Uh, ooh, Shiny stuff like shakers and the stirring glasses and the spoons to make all the cocktails that we're going to make for you. And uh, you learn how to make it. We give you a little recipe card, a little swag bag with a bar tool. And it's a good time. It takes a couple hours. Uh, sometimes we do whiskey workshops and we talk a little bit more in depth about the cocktails that we're making. And we get into certain spirits like whiskey and talking about uh, all the nuances with it. Dude, we age it. I, I want to do that. Like, I didn't yeah. know you guys did that. Um, I bartended for, I don't know, five, if not 10 years. And uh, it's been 20 years ago since I've done it. And I've forgotten everything. Like, uh, <laughs> I legitimately don't know how to make an old fashioned. I don't know what's point, in any uh, drink ever. A lot of bars don't know how to make <laughs> we it. We could teach you. Uh, we've been to a few bars that uh, really have no idea. And it's just, uh, you know, they've learned back from somebody who was bartending in the 80s and they're making these 
you know, old fashions where their their bitters have been sitting around with fruit flies in them for about fifteen years. But uh, I'm pretty sure I never made a proper <laughs> old fashioned before. Never. Two years ago. Yeah. There's a Probably skill a to years. it, like, um, and um, yeah, no. So I'm not gonna call it names. There's some bars locally to make really good old fashions, mm-hmm. and other ones are like what you're describing. Um, I noticed uh, probably about the same time it was becoming popular up here. I work with a bank down in Virginia, some, and when you go down there, they took us to this fancy restaurant. We had a smoked old fashioned, and it was it was awesome. This is probably five or six years ago, and then it's about the time I met you guys, and I was like, oh, you know how to make them too. Oh, <laughs> you know, <and> they're, <laughs> they're, so you guys have a thing called smoked old fashioned. Uh, it's funny I didn't bring our kit today. I was going to bring the smoker, but I didn't know if we could be. Uh, lighten up fires in here because sometimes it it might be frowned upon. it can be a little bit of a volcano it kind of spits up some coals every now and then so we just brought our uh one of our favorite recipes using a local maple syrup from stoyer brothers uh maple farm and uh cool. which you'll find upon run bar and kitchen as well uh and it's on the menu as the stoyer old-fashioned so you did consulting so part of your yeah. business also is like restaurant consulting yes so you're the brains behind firewater's drink menu the, Some the, the launch so the launch i helped i came in as a like a general manager and cool. helped okay. uh, i worked with two consultants awesome. uh that worked uh specifically to get firewater open um they came in taught me pretty much everything uh as far as getting a craft cocktail bar up and running like that with that level of you know Everything, I guess, with the uh, and I'm losing my words here. I guess uh, setting up the establishment, like if, yeah. um, if well, you the look quality at it. too is like, well, yeah, the show, like, yeah. the presentation is amazing. So, I mean, that's a pawn run too. Definitely. So, you did the whole menu at Pawn Run, yeah. So, yeah. Pawn Run was our first kind of get up and go, started the restaurant. They needed help with their bar for sure, and a little bit of their food. And we were there to walk them through the process and do a complete bar program consultation with them and creating a cocktail menu, uh, using local ingredients as much as possible is what we try to do with them. And you guys have been there, you know, small plates, I'm there too much. good cocktail, but we, we try to promote <laughs> something for everybody there. I, uh, I've started and been a part of a couple of restaurants over the years. And, uh, every time I get done with it, I swear that I'll never do it again. And, uh, <laughs> It is a lot of work. Like, you guys coming in and helping the people. It is, uh, everybody has an idea, like, oh, I'll start a restaurant. It's great. How hard can yeah. it be? And it's actually very hard. Um, yeah. I don't even want to get in the food menu part, but if you're making drinks, you can't make 10,000 drinks. You need to make a couple, and you need to make them really well. You have to make them really well and uh, super fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nobody Point. wants to be waiting for 20 minutes for a drink. Uh, but, you know, we try to narrow it down to about 30 seconds to a minute per drink. Oh, so you, the, if we're lucky. Say, <laughs> if how we're do you lucky. come up with like the recipes? Because Pondron just did a 90s night. So you've done yeah. a couple theme nights, which yeah. is super fun. So all of the listeners, if you don't follow Pondron on Facebook, you should. And they do theme nights. They did um, the speakeasy for Prohibition. We did, yeah. And then yeah, the repeal day yeah, party. Yeah, the repeal day party. And then they just had a 90s night party. And the drink with the like, nerds and the Pop Rocks was so good. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> how do you even think of that? It's so good. Okay, so back up. I bought tickets, but I missed the party. Yeah. What is a, you had a drink there with Pop Rocks in it? Yeah, it was we amazing. Did. I so, we did a throwback drink, a blue kamikaze with a Pop Rock and Nerd Rim. Like Pop Rocks and candy that uh, oh, yeah. pops yeah. in your mouth? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Okay. <laughs> uh, yep, Kristen's got a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. So this one was uh, not a really a one-of-kind drink, but it's a kamikaze. We've all probably done kamikaze shots sure. back in the day. So this is a blue kamikaze, and it's just a little vodka, blue carousel, and fresh lime juice. So we're not using 
the roses, lime, fake stuff. You know, all of our stuff is fresh. And uh, it was a really pretty drink. And we ended up putting the nerds and the pop rocks on it for a little flair. And it, it turned out really cool. And uh, a couple other different drinks, an apple-tini. And, um, the Kiss for a Rose. Which that was good, too. Rose. Kiss from a Rose. Yeah. yeah. So that was inspired by the Seal song, obviously. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we did a rose rim, uh, lemon juice, uh, rose petal-infused simple syrup, and then gin top with rosé cava. That one was... It was good. I liked yeah. it. Yeah, that was good. The Deep Creek's come a long ways over the past couple of years. If you think about it, we used to have a lot of bars that had Miller Lights and Bud Lights, and we were talking yeah. about this a minute ago. Now you've got bars that have IPAs, but I think everybody does. Now you've got fancier mixed drinks, and there's a good place for both of them. Like, uh, we, we talk about the Honey Honey a bunch, and the Honey Honey is a great place to go, but Firewater's a great place to go for a calmer setting with maybe a little bit more expensive drinks and a little bit uh, just totally different atmosphere. Yeah, I think yeah. that's where Deep Creek's yeah. come along. Uh, we, we do have, if you want to go out and have Miller Lights and hang out on the lake, we have that. If you want to yeah. go get a, a really nice uh, old-fashioned, we have that too. Definitely. I think, uh, you know, one of our goals is to kind of change the face of, you know, how you eat and drink in Deep Creek. And hopefully putting Deep Creek on a map as far as a destination place to come get great drinks and good food. Sure. Um, it brings culture to the area too. It does. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Well, like, you uh, always try new things like... Again, the stuff on the menu, like I read it and there might be one thing. I'm not sure what it is, mm. but I try it anyway. And I think, you know, I hate to say it, but COVID kind of made a lot of home bartenders out of people. And yeah. they're following these bartenders on Instagram and they're they're learning to make, um, you know, these more craft cocktails, I guess, if you will. And uh, now they're searching. Now they can go out and they're searching for that stuff at certain, you know, they want the old fashions in Manhattans and these old school drinks that are done the right way. Modern classics. So I've tried to buy the ingredients and it doesn't work because I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like I got on Amazon, I bought the right cherries. I did everything. It wasn't as good as what you guys do. Um, And I even noticed this the other day when you're checking out at Arrowhead, there's these little packets. Have you guys seen them? Make your own old fashioned. There's a packet. Oh, yeah. And my problem with it was the packet was like 12 or 18 bucks or something. I was like, I'm just going to get up on a run. I don't know. Um, a lot of the spirit companies are coming out with their, you know, just pouring a glass with some ice and it's an old fashioned or it's a Manhattan. Yeah. And we've tried a, a good number oh, the, of them. The On the Rocks brand. That on the Rocks has, brands. Yeah. yeah. And they all have their place, you know, for people who are on the, you know, in a hurry, on the go. And they just want to. Out on a boat. Know, yeah. yeah. Out on a boat. <laughs> <laughs> In a hurry, just need to make a really strong cocktail <laughs> on my way out the door. <laughs> a little powdered old fashioned. Yeah, yeah. So if you're not watching video, this is the first time we've done a podcast with five of us in the room. So Mike and Kristen are sharing a microphone. Uh, <laughs> Kristen's not very good at sharing, so good luck, Mike. <laughs> we'll get through it. Um, no, but it, it is coming a long way. It's kind of neat what you're seeing Deep Creek evolve with all that stuff. It is. Um, how did is this? How did you guys get into this? Like you were just like. Okay, we like being bartender. Well, I, I guess to go back in your history, Lee, you started as a cook, uh, as a chef yeah. at Black Bear, and I think your dad was before you, right? You yeah, know, I definitely learned industry. a lot from my dad and uh, was in the industry for a while as a chef and bounced around like we all do from restaurant to restaurant in Deep Creek. And uh, after graduating from local college around here, I moved out to Utah and did some work completely out of the realm of the industry, uh, working with troubled youth, uh, backpacking in Utah. So... 
doing wilderness therapy programs. I came back here. And Didn't you tell me one time you were backpacking with those guys for like 90 days straight or something? Like you told me they, some. They stay I out. had a couple drinks by the time you told me the story, <laughs> so I might want to mess so up. So the, the kids stay out for, you know, anywhere between two to six months, and we're out there for about eight days straight, and then you get about six days off. And okay. you're with the same kids month after month until they leave the program. Uh, very rewarding, but you know, a lot of good skiing. Yeah. Got injured and uh, moved back to Deep Creek and uh, met Erin at Mountain State Brewing Company. And yeah. she brought me on as a bartender right away. I told her I had some experience working in restaurants. And I think at that point, um, working with her in the bar there, we uh, worked a little with craft cocktails and I kind of got the bug, I think, and really wanted to explore what bartending can bring. And after moving around from restaurant to restaurant and bar to bar, uh, went to Black Bear, met Joni, and we started working together. Wait, you worked there or you were a patron? I was a Both. patron first. Yeah, <laughs> 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 so I, think I, I worked there a couple times and then, yeah. you know, started bartending later. And, and I think that's where we both kind of, well, that's where I became passionate about bartending. And then later discovering craft bartending was a whole different world for me. And being able to create an experience was kind of what made me fall in love and want to start the business really yeah i think just uh wanting to bring it to more of a personal level with our clients uh the restaurant business can be really busy and we kind of lost focus i think uh with our you know our customers that we love so we wanted to bring it on a more personal level and be able to grow ourselves with different venues with weddings or doing the byob parties and teaching um, Those are my favorite parties. And then honestly. we're getting in, you know, we just recently bought a little farm. You guys helped us with that process, yeah. both of you guys. And uh, we've started doing, you know, we've always been kind of, uh, you know, acquiring all these products and ingredients as locally as possible. But obviously we're not growing lemons and oranges and dragon fruits here. So you have to buy, you, you, know. the, you have the acreage. Yeah. Can't you go grab yeah. dragon I mean, fruit? I, I wish. <laughs> Maybe with a big greenhouse, but uh yeah, you could uh, turn that the the shed over there into yeah. like a greenhouse or <laughs> exactly. like tropical and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe one day that. But our whole uh, goal was to do kind of like a farm to bar, like we do farm to table a lot of places. So our farm to bar uh, goal is finally coming, you know, coming to reality here. I have no idea what it was because it was in such a hurry. But I went ran home today to grab something. There was a box outside my front door that said farm to table and uh, of some sort. So it's very popular. Apparently, you Noel know, <laughs> very popular. Yeah. Uh, so you probably start bar to tape farm. Yeah, the farm, farm to bar. I mean, it's not a new concept at all. Oh, I mean, it's not? I thought you just coined it. No, <laughs> not, not, a, not a new concept. You heard it here first. It's out there, but it's just not. It's not too popular as the farm to table as far as food. Um, but definitely new to Garrett County. Sure. You know, it's coming in, and uh, so you would treat that like you would like a like a vineyard or something. Like you would come to your farm, and like do like a tasting and like have a couple drinks. Like, what do you envision? Like, if someone's here on vacation or like I'm going out on date night with my husband. Like, what is the environment that you guys are envisioning doing, like, farm-to-bar kind of thing? Well, I think right now, uh, just growing growing produce that we can't get locally. Um, a lot of the exotic herbs, spices, things like that. Uh, and all then the we way. would come to you. Oh, so, And then okay. we come yeah. to you. Yeah. Okay. As so. of right now, I mean, you know, so there's probably some legality, you know, restraints that are going to be like, oh, you can't do things here, right. like on the property yet. But, you know, once we get some infrastructure in there, we'll be able to bring in people as opposed to going out. 
Yeah. Even um, adding maple syrup to the drinks is really cool. Like, I would have yeah. never thought about that. Um, I don't know what you use, simple syrup before that or whatever, right? There's a lot of different, I mean, there's so many sweeteners you can use. And maple syrup isn't new at all either. It's uh, definitely a popular but it's ingredient. Neat. Like, it's everybody it's that comes so to Garrett County thinks about yeah. maple syrup and whatever oh, yeah. you guys worked it in. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cool. And it's so good. It, it definitely works. It's a popular recipe, and we just tweak it to be our own with different amount, different sweetness. Um, you know, the bitters, which are, you know, pure alcohol with herbs and tree bark and spices and uh, flowers. They make the bitters up, so different uh, amounts of that. It just makes your drink your own. Isn't the one of the owners of Pond Run, isn't it her family who makes the maple syrup? Yes. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of cool. You know, uh, a lot of people on our show like to talk about the old history of Deep Creek and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And uh, it sounds silly to say this and Todd tell the whole story, but Pond Run's kind of always <laughs> been a part of my life. Um, uh, Deep Creek. Yeah, so I'll never forget. Uh, my parents moved here. I, I don't know when it was. I think maybe 1999 or something. And they were moving into a house on Penn Point Road. And I remember my dad, we were moving the furniture. And we were driving past Pond Run. I had no idea what Pond Run was. And it said, like, half chickens for sale or something. And we were hungry. So I stopped in the Pond Run to buy a couple half chickens for us to eat. The smoke in that bar was insane. Like, everybody, this is back in the 90s. Yeah, people were smoking cigarettes in there. Like, I tell the story that you had to kind of, like, duck your head to see under the smoke because it was so smoky in there. And it was, uh, I don't know, for the longest time it was those people. But it was, once you got to know it, it was a great bar. But it was, like... If you weren't a local and you stopped in there first, like me, I was like, Dad, you're not going to believe this. You know what I mean? It was just kind of that kind of place. Then you get to know it. I remember they had great steaks there for a while. We always go snowmobiling and stop in. And then it changed a couple ownership hands. I remember one time, uh, like, pizzas there. I remember they were like the Red Robin pizzas from Walmart. They would resell them to you. And it's just always been a staple of Deep Creek for my life. So my mom and dad's house was probably two miles from there. For the past 15 years, the house I've lived in is two miles from there. The other direction, and my new house I'm about to move into is about a mile and a half from there. So, yeah, I'm like a deer. I haven't left a, I haven't left a mile radius of where I've lived my entire life, basically. But uh, um, Pond Run's kind of right in the middle of it. And then when these guys bought it and started remodeling it, I didn't know anybody yet. You know, I didn't know them. I kind of heard rumors. And I heard they are going to make it into, like, a nice bar. And I was like, man, they're crazy. Like, Pond Run's not a nice bar. It's filled with smoke, and it's just Pond Run. If you haven't been there, you need to go. Like, uh, Firewater, for example, when Brenda built Firewater, we all knew it would be great. Like, I mean, there was never a doubt in our mind. It was, it was going to be a great bar. It's a great location. The architecture was beautiful. We just we knew her. We knew it was going to be great. Pond Run was the transformation that surprised everybody. Like, it took something neat to something freaking amazing. Like, this this party you guys were doing last night, the 90s thing, that was the benefit, I think, to Dove Center. Yes. That that place has really transformed, and uh, you guys being a part of that is, yeah. is great. Do we it's need, a local institution. Do we need to cut I mean. that? <laughs> uh, I mean, you're probably absolutely you know, correct on that, for sure. But it is a local institution, and it's been around forever, and uh, we've really uh, made it a great place. And, yeah, the owners are the part of the... Uh, Stoyer family, so they uh, they grew this, up around yeah, there. They grew up exactly around the farm that surrounds Pond Run, and they've been so passionate about reopening this bar yeah. that meant so much to, the, to them because sure. you know it was their neighbor. It was for their entire exactly, yeah. yeah, it was. You know? Yeah, they grew up there, and everybody in there's so friendly. Like I've never walked in there, and the bartender or the waitress would have been like, "Hey, what's up?" You know, it's a very friendly, yeah. comfortable oh, yeah. place. I, you feel like you're walking into your living room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, is. yeah. yeah it really is, and that's kind of what they want. It, 
for it to be like your second home. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a good mix. It's a good mix of locals and our visitors that come to you know to Deep Creek. I think the cool thing time. that they always say is like you can get a fifteen dollar cocktail. Yes. You can get a three dollar beer. You can. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Two dollar beer. It, yeah, <laughs> it truly has like every. It runs yeah. the gamut. But you the can. tequila drink with the tahini on the side is my absolute favorite. Uh, so I don't like mezcal. So okay. I do sub it. I've never strayed from the Tierra del Fuego. <laughs> Tierra del Fuego. Oh, it's yeah. so yeah. good and like. I'm I'm from Garrett County. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what tahini is. <laughs> my first time ever having tahini? it. Tahini. Tahini. No, yeah, not. <laughs> yeah, not tahini. Not the Greek stuff. Tahini, the Mex. Yes. Mexican yes. Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think, uh, but I mean, like literally licking my glass, like it is so freaking it good. It changed my life. A lot of people eat it with watermelon yeah. too. Uh, we put it on a lote, so the grilled Mexican street corn with. Uh, oh, that's the bomb too. The so good, yeah. right? So tahini is a little sprinkle that goes on top of that. Put it on side of a margarita or the Tierra del Fuego that we made for the summer cocktail. Menu. Oh yeah. Was, uh, These delicious. great, great bartenders sitting right in front of us, and Kristen's drinking a white claw. <laughs> <laughs> we literally have Garrett County uh, bartenders right in front of us. You're drinking passion a passion fruit white claw. In your defense, uh, so we've been starting these episodes uh, talking about snow and all kinds of stuff. Um, winter's over. Uh, I'm assuming all of us went outside today. It was beautiful outside today. Beautiful. So today probably is a white claw day. But uh, yeah, as you say, go outside tomorrow. <laughs> is this supposed to not be? I don't nice know. It's be Who knows? Oh, Things today was even so warmer nice. tomorrow. Oh, is that really? 81, okay. but thunderstorms for the next. That's what it is. Okay. Well, April showers. I'm the weather guy. That's all right. <laughs> so, did you guys have any influence on the actual food menu at Ponderon, or just uh, or Firewater in Ponderon? <laughs> the tiniest bit, I think. Uh, they had asked for a little bit of help, and uh, I tried. I tried to throw a menu together. I realized that we were just so busy trying to get that bar program up and running. Yeah, that I was like, I think you guys re- should really uh, look into getting a chef in there and kind of working on it yourself. But I did have a little bit. I think the street tacos were an idea of mine. That's and, got Lee uh, written all over it. Yeah. Street tacos all day. Yeah, I, I, I lived in L.A. a bit and out in Utah, and the taco truck was a daily yeah. visit for sure. Uh, I think that's what makes your drink so good, talk? too, man, uh, it's just having, like, the chef background and the yeah. restaurant background. Like, Absolutely. when I was when uh, Julie Friend was on, I was talking about the for real. Mm. And, like, to me, because <laughs> she was like, we should get you guys to make a cocktail with bone broth. I was oh, like, yeah. I know the perfect cocktail <laughs> for bone broth. And we've, you've, we've done it. Yeah, you have. Not at Firewater, so though, right? The original, Is it good? Okay. So the for real oh, yeah. originally yeah. was uh, when I was doing R&D on it was... Uh, had bone broth in it a little bit like i tried it both yeah. ways and because you know you have to have a, a cocktails uh you know sweet sour bitter uh whatever you don't have be. to but you don't have to that's so, what makes it good yeah, this brought exactly. in the whole like savory and salty aspect to the drink and i was like i don't think i can sell this to a lot of people like some of us might like it oh i had like three when when, when i came in i, I don't uh, even know if it was on the, it was on the menu that right? was on the menu but no no bone, no broth. bone broth yeah okay. no, no meat yeah. <laughs> so mike's not <laughs> it was a vegan. vegetarian but what was the yeah. chicken chicken drink you made oh yeah so i also i was also a bartender at moonshadow at one time and we were always uh experimenting with stuff and we did a chicken broth it wasn't like a chick you called it like chicken and dumplings or chicken and dumplings (laughs) and it had a uh i think it had a confit tomato on a roasted rosemary garnish like a little yeah 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 you've come a long uh, way i like the pop rocks idea about it. yeah the pop rocks i mean (laughs) i mean i went as cheesy as i possibly could i think with that drink uh we would probably never normally do that, but honestly, it looked so good, and it pretty it tasted pretty good too. So, I don't oh yeah, know. <laughs> we, and it was a might, theme night. Yeah. It was a theme night. I cleaned my glass off. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> because it we went were... back clean, <laughs> inside out. Good. You're welcome, Bon yeah. Run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the glasses water. were a pain in the butt to uh, 
to clean. Yeah. So but, do you guys uh, have any ideas for what's next? Are you going to keep growing the, the bar business or open up a new restaurant or what's next? Um, I think for now it. it's definitely, <laughs> you know, building our business as far as yeah. doing weddings and, building our brand. you know, building our brand to come to you and, and, uh, but you never know in the future never as know. far as opening a, a bar. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it can, it's always up in the air right now. Um, we were just goofing around the parking lot yesterday and talking, and uh, we we're talking about um, uh, where we need a food service kitchen here or something like that. Oh, yeah. it, it actually isn't a bad idea. There's there's so many people here that have good ideas, mm-hmm. and then obviously you have to follow the health department's rules and stuff like that. So it's yeah. very expensive, but a concept like that's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah so we're commissary. doing cooking classes like you're doing yeah, for a bar yeah. class. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, a and we've seen that everywhere. Yeah, like cooking classes. Uh, you know, I think we kind of found that whole gap in needing like a beverage caterer yeah. and that's kind of where we want to be, but we're also technically food caterers and being, having a chef background, I think we want to kind of combine it yeah. and being able to offer kind of a one-stop shop as far as not getting into food too much, but light fare. Well, sometimes like the food yeah. simpler is better. Like even back upon right, yeah. the cheeseburgers are awesome. Yeah. Then you guys started, they started making Brussels sprouts and they put salmon on them. That was a genius idea. It's so good. And then, <laughs> right. like, Firewater, the, the salmon BLT. Like, it's oh simple. Oh my gosh, stuff. the salmon BLT is the best. I would have yeah, never, ever, ever thought to make a salmon BLT. I don't know who came with that idea, yeah. but it's a great idea. And if you're, gonna, if you're in town, get one. It's good. Yeah. I mean, again, it's all about making you know, the Deep Creek Lake area a destination spot, not only for boating and skiing, but food and drink. We're seeing that a bunch of, uh, sorry, I keep cutting you off. We're seeing that with a bunch of, uh, Wedding parties, like the the wedding parties, the, the ladies come up here and they have stuff to do. They get their hair done or I don't know, whatever you ladies do. But the guys really don't <laughs> have that much. You know what I mean? Like oh. they, they want to go skeet shooting or what do you do? Like that could be something the guys would do. Uh, yeah, when you c- cigars and whiskey drinks. Bourbon yeah. and bullets. Yeah. Bourbon and yes. bullets. <laughs> yeah, you want to talk I about an that. insurance <laughs> issue. <laughs> I don't know if our insurance would cover that. Yeah, I guarantee you. Alcohol, where there's yeah. a will, there's a way. We just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> there's going to be a waiver of some sort. There's got to be a policy there yeah. somewhere. I mean, there's yeah. There's a will, there's a waiver. <laughs> um, I was just gonna if if you're the listener, you might not know that they're married. Oh yeah. So yeah. how was that like so you guys met in the restaurant and then you started dating and now you're married and you're like working together, that's your business? <gasps> yeah. Is yeah. it yeah. together? together. Yeah. Is <laughs> <coming> <laughs> it's everything together. Everything like, is together. How Can is you zoom been? in on each of their faces while you're doing <laughs> I want to see the individual. Yeah, we'll have reactions. two reactions to the answer. How's it been like Working like first with like your your significant other, and then now that you're married, like it, does it just make it better? Or are you like? I think that's something that kind of inspired us to start our own business because mm-hmm. we work together so well, yeah. and we always, you know, we didn't. Or work... you're drunk all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, kidding. Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, so we actually started dating while I was a patient <laughs> at, at Black Bear, and then, um, you know, we ended up bartending together, and like I said. You know, we worked together at Firewater as well, and we were like, you know, we're really good at this, and we should, you know, expand on this. And we always thought it was going to be, you know, something like a food truck, and and we were trying to figure out, you know, what our brand would be that would kind of define us and what we loved and what we're passionate about, and that's kind of... We're passionate about food, too. I mean, we're foodies. I think, you know, at the core of it, we're foodies, and you said earlier about... You know, it makes a good bartender if you're a good chef. And, I mean, we're ba- like when we do our R&D, like our research and development, as far as making all these cocktails, we're cooking in the kitchen. I mean, most of yeah. our stuff is 
you know, sous vide syrups, syrups and, and garnish. But and, we also spent a lot of time in Thailand together. So yeah. that too, so like, has I was going to try to work. Yeah. Out so anybody who really knows us knows that we're, we're like foodie travelers and we travel for food and we travel halfway super around the world. Super passionate for, about, you know, using <laughs> Thai, Thai inspired, but yeah. not just Thailand inspired. Southeast Asian but, ingredients. You'll see a lot of influence in our, like the for real. Exactly. Was yeah. Where's the favorite cl- drinks. You guys <laughs> must know where the closest place I can get purple basil is then. It's going to be our farm here. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's so exciting. I want a faux real yeah. for whenever your your housewarming party is with purple basil. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Thai purple basil. It's uh, you know licorice, spicy basil. It's unlike the American version you get. That's green. It's purple. It's beautiful. And it, it tastes like licorice. It tastes a lot like licorice, and it's and it's spicy. Yeah. Uh, but when it it works. <laughs> yeah. Well, how long? How much time did you guys spend in Thailand? How long were you there? So total, I've probably spent close to 100 days. Um, I think I went the first time for about 30 days by myself as before I met Joni. Um, took her about the next year. We'd only been dating for six months. Six months. So that's a big so this trip. Was like yeah, our, big trip. And we were, I was like, we listen, were I'm going to spending 30 days. <laughs> Did you tell your dad first as a dad? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, my mom was like, um, okay. Are you sure you're going to go to yeah, another country? I was like, I'm going. I was like, I'm going back. I can't not go back. And, uh, you know, anybody, there's a lot of people in Deep Creek Lake that have actually been to Thailand. It's weird. I like it's it. It's on my bucket list. Oh, yeah. I want to go. It's, yeah. well, but you had been, I mean, you were going with a seasoned guy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I felt safe. And, uh, you know, I was planning on going back. I was like, with or without you, I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) And she decided to go with me. You looked at me one day and you said, so are you going to go to Thailand with me? Uh, And I was like, well, I guess. That was a full month, right? Full month. And we actually ended up being in China, Thailand, and Cambodia. China was not on purpose. For Joni's first time ever out of the country. Wait, hold on. What wasn't on purpose? China. China wasn't on purpose. Yeah, we ended up in China. We had a layover in China that... Ended up, we got stuck there because we missed our connecting flight. Our yeah, flight was late. To Bangkok. So, yeah, we ended up After 14 hours spending the, the night in Beijing, which was kind of crazy. They so that was my a, first yeah. time out of the country. Gave, <laughs> us a, gave us a one-day visa straight to China. And it's, you know, it's not Chinese food. It's uh, it's Chinese. It's food in China. You know, okay. it's not what we're used to. And we get into the hotel around midnight. Didn't have General's house chicken. No, no. no. <laughs> I mean we had unidentified. We don't speak of yeah. General Sal no, here. No, no, no. <laughs> that is an American thing, I think. And uh, you know they end up waking up all their hotel employees around midnight for this group of Americans that are coming in uh, to stay the night. And uh, they end up feeding us, and we end up catching a cab to uh, Tiananmen Square, the Forbidden City. Oh and, wow! You know, spending about a hundred bucks on a two-hour cab ride and made it. And uh, right before our flight to Thailand, which we actually made and got there and spent 30 days, and then, then ended up going to Cambodia for about, what, a week? Yeah. Yeah, just a uh, Which was pretty crazy, like insane. That's the wild, wild west. That's where you guys saw those super, like, ancient temples. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. Angkor Wat. Angkor Wat. So it's yeah. a seventh wonder of the ancient world. Yeah. Uh, and we thought Thailand was the Wild West. This is like the Lost... Thailand is like the Atlantic City uh, of the Wild West. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking like Las Vegas times 10 is Cambodia. Uh, you know, you're, you know, gravel roads to get to these places. You're driving in tuk-tuks, which are the little motorcycle cabs. Uh, but beautiful people, beautiful food, and the, the temples are just ancient. And Did you uh, get your tattoo over there? Have you ever seen uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider? Tomb Raider. The second one is filmed there, actually, oh, yeah. the trees that grow through the, the temples. Uh, my tattoo is actually done in Thailand uh, I was hoping uh, was a couple different story. times. And we actually have a, what's called Sakyant. It's a, 
I guess, kind of ancient uh, bamboo-style tattoo that you get in Southeast Asia throughout the different com- uh, countries. Uh, we both have them, actually. I have it, two. Okay, so... It doesn't was... mean space taco. So this is a, this one that you can see here is a three-line. It's a magical spell. Uh, it Beam protects you. Yeah, it protects you from bullets. This one protects you from knives. This one protects you from disease, I <laughs> okay. guess. It's, they're all pretty simple. That's uh, all the three major ones. Major yeah. ones, yeah. Uh, she has a five line on her back. I have a five line on, the, on my back as well, but uh, it's done with a bamboo stick about a foot and a half long and tattoo needles on the end. I have and, a friend that got one. Another friend. That and they sit there and they yeah. sit there basically with a hand and they just draw and it's a tattoo that sets very quickly um, than your normal tattoo. And you can go swimming, you can go in the sun, it doesn't hurt at all, really. And it's healed within a couple hours. So you're not talking like a tattoo gun like in America. Not at all. You're talking no. like a piece no. of bamboo that every stick goes in oh, yeah. and yeah. paints it. You feel it every up. poke. Yeah. You see it. <laughs> how long does it take? Like, how long did that take? This took about 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I feel like no. it took about an hour. Okay. But I've it's seen tattoos days. done. I've seen tattoos like the sleeve done with that. Yeah. And there's like three or four guys holding them down and doing all the work to make it happen within, you know, several hours. That's Crazy. dedication. Yeah. And it's, uh, Southeast Asia is very uh, tattoo-oriented. And cigarettes, they love to smoke cigarettes and do tattoos. Full circle, back to the no right. <laughs> What's yours, John? I've got no fear tattooed on my shoulder. Oh, really? <laughs> no, and that's why I don't have tattoos. Uh, when I was 17 or 18 years old, I was going to go get a tattoo, and I was literally, no fear was very popular at the time, and I was what? getting no fear tattooed on my shoulder. And my dad's like, you're an idiot. And uh, <laughs> dad, thank you, because I would have been an idiot. At, at 46 years old, I don't want no fear tattooed on my, yeah. on my shoulder because I'm afraid of everything. Your tattoos look very cool, though. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. So someday I'll get a sleeve, like Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could rock that. The George Clooney uh, tribal. <laughs> yeah. uh, we all had those in the 90s. I have one up here somewhere you can't see it right now, but uh, it's... it's. <laughs> Jeez, that would have been sick for last night's uh, themed event. You know, just somebody come in rocking. Well, Mandy Ooh. had tattoos, but if oh, you just yeah. pulled out tribals. Yeah. yeah. But we got John is no fear. There you go. Yeah. That would have been sweet. I'll get a temporary no fear tattoo. Pretty much everything on my I would shirt. make fun of myself for having a no fear tattoo. You can't. I'm sorry for listening. Somehow to I'm going to find that for like Memorial Day. Like, no fear I tattoo? I have to see that on your arm, wake surfing. Like, I want to see oh, yeah. you in public with that on your arm, and I want people to think that it's real. <laughs> we were. Uh... I'm going to find someone to do it in henna so it stays like oh, a yes. couple days. I'm down. I'll do it. Okay. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds like the perfect opportunity for a bet to take place. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I, I'm, I'm gonna I can do henna. I'm not going to real one. I have actually done henna on. Uh... A female's hands, or for like a wedding, and I can do designs. So I can definitely do no fear and a tattoo. Okay, so it solves so seventy-two okay. hours. So I'll just shoot your yeah. text. We'll book it. I am <laughs> I'll not John down, and you do it. I am not meant for tattoos. So that was my first almost <laughs> tattoo, right? My second tattoo. We had just had the kids. We had Molly and Natalie, and uh, I was in Vegas, and I went to the Vince Neil Studio tattoo place, and I paid the guy two hundred bucks to draw up a tattoo for me, right? And I was like, hey, what I really want is my kid's name in it, and I want something special and whatever, and I want to put it like somewhere on my arm where people couldn't necessarily see it so I could wear a sleeve or whatever. And I go back there, and I don't know what this guy thought, but this thing had dolphins and flowers, and <laughs> and uh, I was uh, I was like, no, man, I'm not getting that tattoo. So he kept my 200 bucks. But uh, 
what? I'm just not meant for tattoos. I don't know. I need to come up with something better. Some people look great. With, you look amazing with I tattoos. Think, I look, thank I, you. I would look like an idiot with a dolphin on my forearm. I, I have one tattoo, and it's right here, and literally got me my Is that job. the front and back of, of Super Mario? Link from Link. Legends of Zelda. Yeah. We were playing it last night. So my like, Zelda. I actually never even played Legends of Zelda. I used to watch my dad play Legends of Zelda. So that's... Nice. But my buddy was getting this giant piece done on his side, and he was in a lot of pain. And I go to the tattoo artist. I'm like, yeah, I found this online. I was like, I feel bad he's just getting tattooed by himself. So I feel like I should get a tattoo. And I was going to get it right here oh, dear and God. right there. I was like, that's the only thing that seems like it's as painful as what he's going through, you know? And he like, he's like, don't, don't do that, man. And I'm really glad they didn't. I think they I've did heard the story. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but this is the reason, you know, why I got the job where I wound up meeting Mandy because the guy was like interviewing me. He's like, so you have no experience whatsoever at all. He's like, you know, this is like a really nice restaurant. Like, <laughs> and you wanted to, and I'm like, yeah, I know. He goes, he's like, what's that on your wrist? I was like, ah, oh, it's Legend, you know, Link from Legend of Zelda. And he's like, all what's right, we'll give it, we'll man? give you, we'll give you a try. We'll <laughs> give just that was just the the foot in the door. You know, it's kind of interesting. So, but yeah, tattoos. I don't want. I have no interest to get anymore. Not interested in piercings or anything like that. No, I did get branded. <laughs> that hurt. Let me tell you what. Who branded um, you? One of my friends, like on Yellowstone. Uh, yeah, like you got no. a big Y on your chest. I, I have a Delta, so I'm part of a. I don't know. I'm, I'm part of. I was in a Secret fraternity. <laughs> oh yes, no. Like uh, it, looking back on my life, I'm surprised I did it. But uh, I'm, I'm a member of a fraternity, and when you graduated, when you passed the fraternity, like uh, to get you in, they branded you, kind of like on Yellowstone. Ouch. And uh, let me tell you what, that freaking hurt. And uh, a lot of my life goes back to my dad. I remember, uh, it was so funny. So anyway, they brand you. And obviously, when you're getting branded, the trick is to don't move. Okay, like you, course, you yeah. know you're about to get burned. We're all educated. You see the great big orange glow coming at you, and you know it's going to burn you like a brand, right? <laughs> And so I did what any normal person would do. I, I held still and held my leg down, and I got branded. And uh, man, it went real deep. So then I had to call my dad because I had to go to the doctor. I just yeah. put, I, I just put I put Neosporin on it. It was fine. Um, Neosporin will fix it. So the the funny part about this is the second person to get branded is my roommate, and uh, he saw that uh, it obviously hurt quite a bit, right? And I, I took it like a champ. I'm telling. You, I was I was in my early twenties. I handled it really well. Well, he didn't, and he goes, ah! And when he did, it smeared down his yeah. leg. So let me just tell you what. If you get branded, do not move. Just, uh, first of all, don't do it. It's idiotic. But uh, luckily, <laughs> but they if you away. do you, do you it. barely see it. <laughs> yeah. um, I, Put Neosporin on. Where, like, they got you on your, like... No, it's not on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, like, <laughs> back of the calf. Gotta be the calf. <laughs> what kind of furniture do you think I was in? <laughs> we don't know. It's on my thigh right above my knee. <laughs> wow. That probably hurts. Yeah, yeah the kids you. saw it. I finally, they, we were on the boat, I don't know, a couple summers ago, and they're like, what's that? And of course, it's kind of starting to fade. So, yeah, they've yeah. seen it. Oh, interesting. I guess it would fade. I will say, I feel like you make permanent mistakes in fraternities. Like, Mike Kennedy's fraternity frat too, like tattoo looks like he got it in prison. Oh, well, he didn't tell you that part of the story. He got it in prison? Yeah, he did. Um, so, Mike, I didn't tell you. After, I'm obviously just kidding. Um, after five years at Rayleigh Realty, you got to get a big R tattooed on your shoulder. You're coming Always, up. I was wondering oh, where that came yeah. from. Well, he's okay. going to do it for you. That's fine. As long as just it's done on. slowly with long bamboo. <laughs> yeah. After that, we're going to whack you with some bamboo sticks. And I actually have, a, I have the stick. I have yeah. the stick from my first one. Uh, all right, done. Yeah, five years. Got it. That's how long have I been? Yeah, so I got three. So I got two years fine. left. Okay. No, I was actually going to say this one time how, um, speaking of branding 
Yeah, well, I, I, you know, Black Bear Night, and then I came home, acted a fool, and fell. So we in, on, on one of those little cabins that you lived at, and I lived at, and we sold. I think everybody lived there. Um, Everybody's lived there. There was we heated it with a propane heater. And it just, Mr. Buddy, and we just, you know, hooked it up to a big tank, and it was it heated it yeah. really well. And I fell asleep next to it one night with almost all of my clothes off and rolled into it in the Ouch. middle of the night. And so I feel like a total idiot. Mandy's pissed because I said something stupid. I wake up in the morning, and she's like, you're an asshole. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I go and I look in the mirror, and I'm like, what is that? I was like, I think it's like Agreed. trying to tell me something. I was like, it looks like words. Didn't you? you know? And, and, and Mandy's like, Mandy's like, not. how hungover caution were you? Hot. <laughs> so, it, oh God, that would be hilarious. It was caution it? hot. No, it's not. Yes, it's, it's faded now, but literally, <laughs> oh, Mandy's, no, like, I think it, Mandy's like, it looks like it says hot, hot. Caution hot. <laughs> and it just up my back. Ask her about you it. You had the word caution hot <laughs> right in your back. I saw it. Yes. That, that yes. beats my story any day. That's awesome. Anyway, yeah, so that was uh, just a constant reminder. <laughs> On Deep Creek Drive, if you grew up here, if you spent any time in the restaurant industry or were just kind of broke and needed a place to live, there were these uh, cottages along Deep Creek Drive. They were owned by somebody, and all of us at some point in time kind of sort of lived there. They're actually both still there, but they've both, both both been recently remodeled. And right next door, these two really, really nice eight-bedroom eight pool houses were oh, building. Yeah. You guys and, seen uh, them? Like, it's yeah. a phenomenal piece of property. The now. ones right yeah. next, yeah. Oh, the new. Mm-hmm. My no, sister lived in the lower cabin. That's where we lived. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Good, good times. If you awesome. run into a that's local person, they have now. lived there or sure have a friend probably. that lived there at some point in time. Yeah. Not anymore. Now they're 8000 a week. Fun lake days for the cabin. But they're cute. They are. And it's a great yard, and you can go hang out, get on the water. The dock, yeah, the dock was great. I literally, I mean, I feel bad for my yeah. sister now because, like, I mean, she was so good to me. I mean, I just showed up all the time, you know. <laughs> and we're both in college. I mean, she was, yeah. And yeah. I just showed up to use the dock to hang out. We have a marketing yeah, meeting coming up, I think, on Monday um, where we're trying to figure out a way to promote weddings for there. Like, mm-hmm. the two houses are so nice, and it's such a nice piece of real estate, and it's really pretty views. We had our wedding uh, there. We got married there, yeah. Well, you were the first. There we you go. Can you do a testimonial in our marketing yes, campaign? Definitely. Okay, I just sweet. saw uh, did one of you guys post a picture of, like, weddings recently. No. No? Somebody's birthday? So. Nobody's birthday? I don't know. I saw, I saw something pop up. Maybe it was, like, a memory or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and give it another guess. Third time. <laughs> um, nothing in particular. Was <laughs> just, it? Just happened to be on. Did you have a good day yesterday? <laughs> no, it's a beautiful spot the for one a wedding. Not even drinking. Yeah. Serious. Oh, well, no, it is. Mandy was there. Uh, Mandy she was had there. a she I, had a memory pop like that's what it was. A little okay. video good of our wedding. Joy. Yeah. 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 It, it, thanks. She's was, always looking out yeah. for me. Um, no, I I was just gonna say like for a little while there it was like word of mouth to get in because it was like the coolest spot for like locals to live. I was like, I was like, all right, you know, guys, well, we're moving guys, out. We're oh, moving yeah. out in nine months. Okay, are you going to be ready to move in? And we were, you know, and they were. <laughs> we were. And oh wait, you moved out and they yeah. moved well, right in. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then JP moved in. John Pierce moved in after you guys, right? Well, or, Russell was no, before you, right? Oh wait, it was. Yeah, it was JP, and then it was us. Okay, so I coordinated yeah. that. You coordin- yeah, yes, I was like John Pierce. I like I heard down the whisper down that he was moving out. I'm like, dude, I know somebody yeah. who might want to live there. They, you know, so it was it was cool. It was call. such yeah. a cool one phone call to yeah. the management, cool and they were yeah. like, yeah, we'll just transfer right in there. And we were right in there, and we had a hell of a good summer there. It was fun. Did yeah. you guys ever go to the shooting range in the basement of the main house? 
No. Am I the only one that did that? I think, well, that's in this room. Yeah, um, I didn't. So, I didn't in the, you, the two cabins. You weren't permitted in the main house. Yeah. And no, then, we weren't allowed uh, in never. the main house. <laughs> it was creepy. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> this is where Nancy Joe lived. It was totally fine. But, uh, so anyway, there was the two little houses in the main house. And then uh, it was Noelle's 30th birthday party. We had her 30th birthday party in the basement of that house because a cool little bar and all kinds of stuff. And it was such a cool place. They had, like, shuffleboard on the ground from, like, 1901. People who shuffleboard. But uh, in the in this back room, they had this thing. You would push a button, and these rabbits and ducks, would, like, these metal rabbits and ducks would start going around in a circle. And you were supposed to shoot them. And I don't know what you were supposed to shoot them with. <laughs> shot it with a twenty two, And I still can't hear out of my left ear. Like, uh, oh it was God. so enclosed in there. And... Um, Hey, put a beep over the when I said his name part. But uh, oh. um, anyway, he okay. he shot it with a twenty-two, and uh, luckily we're fine. I don't none of us thought about it ricocheting or anything like that. But uh, it was apparently not meant to be shot with twenty-twos. It was so loud. It was it was. I, I have a problem with my left ear. I really <laughs> think that honestly, though, and I, this this stays in. I I really think we should just make like a tiger claw. Audio so that the listener knows they're missing something. Oh, that's no. not a bad idea. I thought we did. No, no, no. It just skips over and you have no idea that you're missing things. Like the well, listener at home, you yeah. have no idea that you're missing things because we're so good at cutting it out. But like there's something every episode. But it would be great if we let you know, like you just missed something really funny, but we can't <laughs> tell you. Yeah. And then you'd be like, damn, I wish I knew what I miss was missing. The FOMO would be so real. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't text me about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna become kings and queens of FOMO. What's FOMO? Fear of missing out. Oh. Mm-hmm. I think I have that. I didn't know I had that. <laughs> like, yeah. I always do. Like, every... Well, let's give it to other people. <laughs> yeah, no, I hate that. Like, because uh, you're like, oh, let's start a new restaurant. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, that's, so funny. <laughs> that's what I had last night with 90s night. I like, I still did everything. I showed up an hour late because I just couldn't alter my Monday schedule too much, but I couldn't miss out on all the things I had planned. So I just showed up fashionably late. Dressed as a child from the 90s, because I was a child of the 90s. Same. I had butterfly clips. I had my Furby. It was wonderful. And it's an authentic Furby from 1997. Yeah. Yep. It was on point. It was on point. It It was my Furby. I kept it. And I had a Lisa Frank backpack. OG. I couldn't even fit the straps on my arms because it's made for a child. (laughs) (laughs) Noelle wanted us to go, and uh, she texted me. said, you want to go? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I didn't pay attention to what day it was. I assumed it was on a Saturday or something. And so we ended up not being able to go last night because the kids have soccer or whatever, and uh, we didn't make it. But point being is, she got online and bought me uh, on Amazon, like, an outfit from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, like a big yellow hat that I'd wear sideways, and, like, the number 23 or something like that. And I would have looked ridiculous. And then I saw a picture of you, and you look like Fred Durst, and I was like, I would have totally looked ridiculous. I'm very glad I didn't go. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. You look good. If you, ever, if you need a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air outfit, man, I got one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, it still came. Oh, no, it's uh, Amazon Delivers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think. You should wear that sometime. Well, it's even about four hats. I got a pink hat, a blue hat, and a yellow hat. I was like, what, what is this? And then we didn't go anywhere. Not, <laughs> it's like your hat's a mood ring. <laughs> I'm going to wear it next to the Christmas party. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> That'll work. Or may, how about the uh, the uh, Dragon Boat race? There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, you guys should get in on the Dragon Boat race. Yeah. You want to? We might. I, we uh, looked at it last year. might be something. How big does your team have to be, though? 18. Mm. You, well, we can put together. You have enough yeah. patrons. We have plenty. Right? Plenty. right. Come on, like yeah. full-timers? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was very fun. But it was hard. it's hard to organize 18 to 20 people, no, which is, no. like, the biggest downfall <laughs> of doing the race. But as 
three gold medalists. We really enjoyed it. We have to win it something. Um, hey, uh, are we doing two? Uh, are we doing two teams this year? Uh, no, I think we're just doing the one. Oh well, I'm sorry, you guys aren't included. <laughs> um, if we had two teams, we're gonna get out. Of <laughs> so uh, we always ask our guests oh, yeah. the same two questions. So the first one is, "What are you salty about?" And since we have two guests, I can't wait to hear what you're Make both salty play. about. And I hope That's, one of it's working with your spouse. If it's about marriage, <laughs> keep it to yourself. Right. <laughs> think carefully. Oh. Wait, how long have you been married? Only a couple years, right? A year and a half. Year and a half. Whoa, yeah. you're still in yeah. the honeymoon phase. Still honeymoon phase, for sure. Until but the... surprisingly, yeah, we do like like working together. We do. Surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, skip. <laughs> we get it done. <laughs> All right, now, what are you salty about? Give us salty a dirt. <sighs> salty about so much. <laughs> I feel like I'm salty. Just pick a couple. The first thing okay, that comes okay. We love when people come I don't want to lose business. So. Well, I'm salty about <laughs> the fact that, you know, we can't, we don't have a lot of access to the ingredients we love to use in our cocktails, which is why we're growing them, yeah. hopefully. Salty. Hey, do you guys know anything yeah. about elderberries? That's funny that you mentioned that. Well, let me tell you why I'm asking, because uh, elderberries are good for you, right? Yes. Right. And, uh, I got on a health kick recently, like two days ago, so don't give me too much credit yet. So I ordered like uh, some stuff to make smoothies at home, right? And I was like, oh, everybody likes elderberries. They're, they're super popular. I got a bag of elderberries off of Amazon. They were organic. They came to the house. I opened the bag, and I grabbed a handful, and I threw them in my mouth. And I ate them. Because <laughs> yeah, I did that with the goji berries, and I had some mulberries yeah. or whatever else I got, right? And then I was like, God, those were horrible. And then I just kept going on about my business. And then maybe like an hour later, I was reading the bag and it said, do not eat raw. Yeah. Like right on the back of the bag. I literally it. just ate an entire handful of these things. Uh, I felt like the Mike Tyson interview when he was eating all the mushrooms. I was like oh, yeah. shoving elderberries in my face. And uh, um, so then I was like, oh, my God. So then I went down this uh, trail of Googling. Elderberries are actually toxic unless yeah. you cook them first. Got to process. And then I didn't tell anybody. I was like, I don't want anybody to know. And I sat around for like the next eight hours thinking I was going to die or go on a mushroom trip or something. I don't know. And point being is, I was perfectly fine. Yeah. But uh, I think you need to be careful with elderberries. Yes. Yeah, you got to eat a lot of them probably. To be okay. Mostly toxic. Yeah. It, said, it said a cup. And I was like, how yeah. many is a handful? I don't know. But Less than a cup. stomach but a little bit. Maybe. If, you guys wanna, if you guys want to get into elderberries, I'll give you my first bag because I'm not going to do anything. All right. That's funny because... Uh, <laughs> We're so we do, uh, yeah, yeah, we do research and development is a big part of our job doing, yeah. uh, you know, making these cocktails. And uh, we actually, with the new house, uh, it had a nice pantry and we've, we've uh, coined it the liquid laboratory. So that's where we do all of our, our batch, you know, making all of our ingredients. But elderberry is definitely uh, on the radar for this year, I think. There's so a little person that uh, <laughs> makes uh, elderberry syrup. They're really good. It's, uh, I should know because we buy from them. Uh, Beth Scott, I forget what the name of his company, Welder. Well, living or something, okay. but uh, she makes elderberry syrup and uh, it's really good, yeah. It's so, you gotta cook better. it, it's a lot better than a fistful, So, maybe that's a great idea. You guys be the first people to have healthy alcohol, possibly. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. well, I've, I've done some drinks already that have been like you know, green juice margaritas with kale and green yeah. apple and delicious and cucumber, and they're really delicious. Kombucha. By the way, are you uh, are you gonna be making margaritas again for Lucy's birthday? Definitely, sweet, oh, yeah. yeah. 
You're all invited, everybody here. Obviously. The margarita she always comes uh, <laughs> yeah. to the parties. For sure. I'll actually be able to. And Joni, I heard kombucha. Joni, oh, so she so does make her own I homemade do. kombucha. You? Yeah, we don't sell it. It's not produced for public, but uh, we make our own. I do want to, I do want to set the record straight. Yeah, Lucy's birthday is Cinco de Mayo. That's why yes. we do the margarita. Yeah. Yeah. I, thought, I thought you had yeah, a two-year-old. Not, <laughs> not for her either. Dada, <laughs> so margarita. We, 21 and older. <laughs> Okay, that's getting sampled. Oh man! Hey, no kombucha. We uh, we Noel. I can't say we. I I don't do much of anything. Noel makes uh, kombucha too. She learned it from our friend Brent, and uh, it's great. Like uh, once you get it started, and it's it's good. Um, I don't know. Maybe the right thing to say is an acquired taste. Like the first time I drank it, I was like, now I really like it. Yeah. Do you flavor yours? Because I, I really I like do, yeah. I like She's the, the flavors. Queen. Um I forget the brand, but it's like the popular one. But they have like a watermelon, which is really mm-hmm. good. And the blueberry, oh, yeah. the ginger. No, I, I, but yeah. I love their their watermelon one. Yeah. I love their there's another one. It's Dr. Something. But yeah, it's very familiar. It's like the most popular kombucha. Mm-hmm. But I really very much enjoy it. If you guys ever want to get into commercial kombucha, I'd do it with you. I think yeah. there, I think there's a market for that. I mean, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, you have to you be know, careful with fermentation. Yeah, that's but, your yeah. responsibility. Like, yeah, and it comes. <laughs> I'll, do, I'll, do the, I'll do the marketing. Yeah, you know, I got it comes with having a good kitchen. <laughs> I've been trying to get well through. You've I had mean, some of her kombucha. I'm pretty I have. Sure. I've had, had some of my kimchi. I've had junks, yeah. jugs of it. Jugs of it. Um, junks. Yeah. No, I've been trying to convince Joni, and just haven't had the chance to talk to you about it yet. I've been trying to get you guys, you to make a product for a while because. It's good. Your Her kombucha is good. Yeah. She does, uh, whatever cayenne. it is, yeah. whatever you guys decide, it's going to be yeah. good. I'm the lemon cayenne is one of my favorite. Uh, Ooh, I would love. That. It's really it's so good. I also I'll love kimchi. So I've done kimchi. It's it's uh, so I was stationed in Korea in the army, and uh, I kind of grew up. I was 18 years old, and my first experience with kimchi was the, from the clay pots at rot for about six months to a year. Straight out of Ajimad's, you know, garden, his grandma's garden. Your chest started to flourish with hair. Yeah, grew up, grew up on that. You know, three nights in the field. uh, I came back shaving. You, you, you. you. (laughs) (laughs) They can shave every day anyway, but yeah, uh, that stuff will put hair on your chest for sure. And uh, I try to make it the same way, so it's you know, rotten shrimp, rotten fish, cabbage, and it stinks up the house. But oh my gosh, when it's done fermenting, you, you know, you. You put a top on it, and it's it's some good stuff with some white yeah, rice the, and a the little. Kimchi, the kimchi yeah. girl, I guess, is she, mm-hmm. she sells it at Firefly, yeah. and they give it with their sandwiches. What? And they have amazing sandwiches. Honestly, it's all oh, one yeah. of the best lunches you can get for your buck because you get a bag of chips, you get a really freaking good sandwich, and then you get a little thing of kimchi. And, like, I love it because it's different every time. We it's... never talk about Firefly. It's so Oh, good, my gosh, though. I love it. Uh, Carolyn and I eat there at least once a week. Yeah, you do. Every time we call, they like they they know our order. Like they know they don't even have to ask our name anymore. But like the kimchi is so good. They're good. And like it's so spicy, and like it has the poppy seeds. And we love those guys. They they're regulars. Yeah, they're regulars at Pond Run. They come in. I want to try their meatball sub. I haven't had it yet, but it will change your life. Okay, fresh. I will change your life. Local beef meatball sub. Next Tuesday, we have a meeting like once every once a month. I have a meeting every sit in, and Kristen's great. We're we're all stuck in there as me and five or six dudes, and we have to talk about business for hours and hours. And Kristen will be like, "Do you guys want lunch from Fire or Firefly?" Yes. Okay. Uh, it, it's great. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, they are good and uh, local. You know, local cheese, local beef. We use them at Pond Run, so a lot of our food that we uh, utilize at Pond Run, you're gonna get the sliders with local beef, local cheese. Those little sliders chicken. are so awesome. Good. And it came so with the best idea of it. Now you can get four. 
Four, three, five, or six. Oh, I'll yeah. get as many as you want. Four is oh, good. Yeah. You don't need too many. But uh, three, you were still kind of, sort of, maybe hungry. Four is four. I did four. Four is perfect. Uh, pickles well, you are get good. three, so you order something else, like the tacos. Uh, yeah. Or the Brussels. I'll still do four. Exactly. <laughs> so All the food's we, good. Lee, what are you salty <laughs> about? Salty oh, yeah. About. We totally got mm. off the oh. track. What else are we salty about? Um, Wait. What was Joni was salty about? Are you salty Local about? products. Not being able to... It, yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, we are, I guess, you know, being like, we're kind of isolated up here in Deep Creek Lake. So, you know, you have to kind of travel to get to the the store, even, you know, and we're, we're limited, I think, with. To get, like, ripe ingredients to get, you know. Yeah, the fresh ingredients, the local stuff. And I think it's an emerging thing coming about with, you know, we're all learning about the farm to table and our, uh, the uh, the farmers markets are finally coming to town, yeah. and it's been so long since we've had like a decent farmers market. There's never been one here, and uh, I guess I was salty about that, and now I'm getting less salty about just the uh, the access to fresh, good food. So think, you you guys actually made drinks for the Deep Creek Farmers Market last year, right? Like you so guys we were on site. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah non alcoholic drinks. So yeah, non alcoholic. Yeah, yeah. So we do the uh, yeah non alcoholic fresh squeezed lemonades, teas, boba teas. Uh, you'll see again the Southeast God, Asian. So you'll see the Southeast Asian, tea. yeah, influence. So we we bring Thai tea and uh, we use butterfly pea flower, which is a color changing tea when it's added to is acid. It, is it made from butterflies? No, no, it's not. It's just a little purple <laughs> flower. <laughs> it's, so, it's made from butterfly pea. Mike, if you don't <laughs> if you don't flower. know this yet, you've got to learn it. Lucy will think you're a magician. It is the coolest trick. <laughs> oh, so you see, okay, yeah. cool. So, yeah, it, it's blue when you brew it, so it's a blue tea, and we use it in a lot of our gin cocktails. But once it's added to something acidic, like citric acid from mm-hmm. lemon, lime, grapefruit, it turns into a lovely light purple color. And you'll have layers. I've of, seen uh, drinks you've seen that you yeah. guys have made. Yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. cool. Um, You'll make yeah, it so kids. it's healthy for you too, and it's blue, and you it is healthy, full of antioxidants. Cool. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we're nice. uh, we're a fixture at the new Deep Creek Farmers Market, which started last year. Uh, this year, it begins May twenty six from uh, three to six on Friday. Yep, every um, Friday, every all Friday. summer, Memorial Day to Labor Day. Um, and it's in the parking lot at the Garrett College, right across from Moonshadow, another great restaurant to check out. Um, and we do kind of like an adult lemonade stand and it's awesome. We'll have a long line, uh, you know, all day long and we just, we have fun and we, uh, we really did it for an advertisement thing, but it turned out to be just a great event for us to, to do all summer. Really it's cool fun. to be a part of the community. Did you, uh, and did we meet a lot of farmers and yeah. we, we have all those contacts now with the local farmers and we shop. Which is great for your ingredients. Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Has a uh, Julie friend at Wildham Farm uh, asked you guys about uh, bartending the uh, Cow Patty Bingo event? Oh, so yes. we watched that uh, episode of uh, you guys. And so we did a farm party with them last October. To, alcoholic uh, milkshakes, chocolate. You, exactly. Yeah, you could. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that looks, that looked pretty interesting. I think we could probably get something going with the uh, the cow patty bingo. We just sit around there. with like straw hanging out our mouth and sip drinks and wait for the cow to, you know, Dumb. do the Sounds thing. Sounds perfect. Yeah, so, yeah that I Wildham did. Farm is so beautiful too. If you guys haven't been out I haven't there, been there yet. it's so cool. Yeah, I've I've taken a small tour, but we did a party out there and. Uh, they had such a great idea with what they're doing out there. I love it. So I, I'm I on the podcast. Then you heard that I'm gonna eat meat eventually, and so it's that's that's good. the reason why I haven't gone yet. I'm like not ready. I can't like go I'll there and take the pressure. So I'll take you. I'll eat meat. That's gotta be a big event. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a whole party in itself. <laughs> yeah. So Natalie, my daughter's a vegetarian, and she came to me like uh, I don't know two or three weeks ago, and she goes, "I think I'm gonna start eating meat again." And I was like, "Well, that's a big decision." Okay, why? And she goes, "Well." 
the ham sandwiches look pretty good. But so <laughs> I asked her again the other day, I was like, you really going to do it? And she goes, well, maybe, maybe not. But if she does, maybe you guys can both. Have yeah, we'll go to Wild and Pardon. We'll have a ceremony. Steak together. Yeah, yeah. Do it. However, I think she wants a ham sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so I well, used to get, yeah. I used to get salty about what you just said, like being here in the country, but I've, it's weird. I've adjusted. Like I actually really, really, really like living in the country. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, when you live in the country, you you take things for granted. We don't have a thousand stores here and whatever. But I've also noticed to keep myself happy and to keep the family happy, we go away once in a while. Yeah. Like, uh, like yeah. I, I love. We were talking about it. I think last night or whatever. We go to the strip district up in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's awesome. Like there's so many stores and holies and just everything you know up in there. So. It is weird when you live in the country, but you got to be careful. Like, uh, I call it buying supplies. We'll hit the strip district and come back with this car loaded down with everything. But uh, that's part of country life. And there, there's yeah. more stuff coming. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I'm not that salty about it because it's providing us with an opportunity to bring our our stuff to the public. You know, like, we don't we can't buy it from the store right down the road. We're going to grow it for you and bring it to your party. And We do the opposite. we kind of the same clients, right? So we do the opposite of what they do. They live in the cities, and they want to come up here to get away from it all. Okay, we live here away from it all, and every once in a while, it's nice to go see it. Yes. You know, but then I get tired of it. Like uh, I will tell you, I love New York City. I think New York is the coolest place in the world for about three days, and I'm ready to come home. Exactly. Yeah, Vegas is the same way. My sister just got back from Vegas, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, I had enough. It was, you know, it was long enough." And uh, I think I did one night in Vegas, and I was happy. <laughs> I I did not like Vegas. Yeah, I was I mean, there for a festival and then a conference. And I hated it. I'm not yeah. a Vegas fan. I and it's expensive. Three, I almost got a butterfly I mean. tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I had to come uh, home. And New York City is awesome. I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, we, love we were New up York in Manhattan uh, a couple years ago for Christmas. Beautiful Dude, let's Christmas. Get on a bus or something or whatever, and go to freaking the Dead New Rabbit. Christmas. Manny needs to go. What's she the Dead Rabbit? The Dead Rabbit. I'm wearing the hat right now, actually. It's, what is uh, it? It's one of the bars I gain a lot of inspiration from. It's the uh, one of the best cocktail bars in the world. Uh, it started off with a couple guys from Belfast, Ireland. So the Dead Rabbit. It's in New York? It's in New York City. It's in yeah. the Bowery. It's down by the Battery, uh, I would love Battery that. Park. So the Bowery, right at the point, right at the uh, South Point. Yeah. So the Dead Rabbit. The Dead Rabbit, sorry, plural. Um, if you guys remember, Gangs of New York. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 So that's it's an Irish, movie, yeah, yeah, Irish hooligan gang, right? I guess kind of back in the day. Um, if you go to the bar called the Dead Rabbit, uh, you'll see the sword that his dad Liam Neeson, right? No way. Uh, held, and there's a couple props, uh, but they are they have been voted best cocktail bar in the world twice since 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, let's go there. I have all their books. It's uh, I pull a lot They're of inspiration. Can you from those can guys. you camp? Can you like backpack in Battery Park? Are you allowed to do that? You can probably backpack from Jersey over to there. <laughs> no, I mean like <laughs> yeah, the, the Pine do Barons. we sleep in Battery Park? Like can you camp out there? Or, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get a hotel room. Well, you can put your we can get a hotel room. I think, like, yeah, <laughs> let's do the hotel. Yeah, room. that'll be. Cool. It's not busy down there. I mean, you're going from like you know downtown uptown, and you're going down to the Bowery, and yeah. it's it's it was empty down there. I mean, there's a lot of construction going on, but the Dead Rabbit. is... How is there always construction going on? Right? I mean, it's like it, it I mean, never, it's a city. Never ending. Yeah. But this bar is cool, man. I mean, sawdust on the floor. It's an it's a traditional Irish pub with your own little nooks and crannies that you can fit like four or five people in. We had eight people in. We spent four hundred bucks on two rounds for eight people. Yeah, it's, it's expensive. It. It's one hundred percent worth it. Oh, so and yeah. The cocktails are yeah. amazing. And you know they have different spots of their bars. Uh, you know the the parlor. They sell groceries, like specialty groceries. At the Dead Rabbit. At the Dead Rabbit. Wow. Um, but then they also have the largest Irish whiskey collection in in, in North America, I believe. Um, so they're awesome. I mean, the best drinks. Uh, I try to definitely. 
just look to them for a lot of the stuff we do. I'm the worst in New York. No, I'll get so frustrated with me because I want to do everything and end up doing nothing. Like, uh, <laughs> it's it, there's this such a big city, yeah. and I'm always like, I want to go here, here, and here, and here. And all we do is spend walking around everywhere. So that's fun, too, though. Let's go, but let's have you an know. agenda. Yeah. I, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. And I think the only thing on my agenda that, that weekend was going to the Dead Rabbit. Oh, yeah. We did make it, and we saw a lot of great stuff. Uh, yeah, with with the group we were with, but that was definitely a, a trip to be remembered. <laughs> so the other question we ask our guests is, "What's your favorite Honey story?" Oh wow! And honey, you, honey. You, you guys can have separate stories since you <laughs> have not one. been married forever. I have one, I think. <laughs> it involves uh, everybody has Josh one. Spiker. We all know Spiker. Oh <laughs> yeah, what happened? Okay, I'm in. We have some <laughs> alumni. <laughs> yeah, have you listened to Josh Spiker's episode? No, I haven't. Oh god, it was so uh, funny. It was the same story. Yeah. No, no, I mean, this is a while ago, I guess. And, uh, well, this is like one of them. I think we were just absolutely wasted there. And we had to call my mom to come pick us up. <laughs> and she lives up on Roman Nose. You guys know yeah. about Lakeshore Approximately Drive. how old were you? Yeah. This is probably 15 years ago. So before I moved to Utah. I've been there. It's so embarrassing to call your mom. <laughs> yeah. So we had to call mom. Uh, and I remember Josh asking her if she was single. <laughs> this isn't the same story. This is not the same story. And, uh, you know, she's probably like, cool if it was. at the time, she's probably, you know, 59. I don't know. She's 60. Yeah, no, she's like, yeah, she's probably like in her 60s. It's probably like, yeah, asking my mom if she was single. It was yeah. funny. It was just hilarious going over. I just imagine him being like, hey, come here, come here. Yeah, come it was like, here, I think he was in hey, the back seat. He's like, hey, doing? Miss Kidmore, you're single. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, a lot of honey stories for sure. But uh, that was one of my most memorable ones: was eating way too much popcorn and almost getting sick by the drinks that we were drinking. And did, what did your mom answer? Josh. Did she uh, say yes or no? <laughs> she said no. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely said no. But uh, right, just hilarious, on. just fun. All right, Joni, what's yours? yours? I don't have one. What? Have you what never been to the honey? I mean, I have, but I mean, well, they were all pretty. I don't know. They were all pretty mild experiences, you know. I'd never, uh, I feel like I'd always get there and they'd be like, oh, they just kicked this guy out. But I always, like, just <laughs> missed it. It's probably like, Josh Spiger. It's probably Josh Spiger. <laughs> it was like, I always just missed it. They were like, oh, oh man, you won't just kicked out Josh yeah. again. What a crazy uh, guy. He's not even that wild. But, I, that you know, now. I'm a bartender, uh, so always I'm always at work when all the uh, wild stuff happens. Like, you yeah. know, you, you know, I was Can you work. tell what's your favorite bartender oh story? Is that what, about, what about that time that Lee went commando? I don't want to hear the favorite bartender story. So, I mean, wow, we have a million. A lot I mean, of. Just, maybe that'll be a new tradition whenever a we have a bartender on. Bartender experiences. I actually was. No, not be, present yeah, when just horror, yeah, bartender horror what was stories, it? dude. I mean, I was not present when Lee got jumped by those guys, but th- th- that was what you well, were he, me, yeah, I was saying, he got attacked, but he I was in know. the other room, I didn't even know it was happening until afterwards. Yeah, and they were like, yeah. Oh, you know, like a big fight broke out in the middle of Saturday we'll night dinner, a bar. Mm-hmm. Saturday bar. night <laughs> dinner at six o'clock, and yeah, and yeah it was it like turned into a brawl, eight on one, onto me, yeah, and just totally had to go get a cat scan. You know, through blows, got blow, you know, got hit. Well, I saw the camera <laughs> and it uh, looked like you held your own pretty oh, damn did. well. Did. Dude. I did. Oh, yeah. It was one of our Did they ask videos. you for extra napkins or what happened? Yeah, no, I mean, well, it was. Um, I am not giving you more barbecue sauce. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, if one more person asked me for the mustard. The guy threw a beer, uh, his beer bottle down on top of our pool table and just completely beer and whatever all over the pool table i went to tell it to kick him out to 86 him and uh he turned around and just sucker punched me twice in my eye socket oh, and i proceeded to 
Defending defend myself. myself. Yeah, and then and, and then he got drunk by all of his friends. <laughs> and yeah. But then, yeah, Mandy was there yeah. too. Mandy I think. was, I think everybody was. Yeah, yeah. I think she just caused it. Saturday yeah, night dinner. Went, uh, it was six o'clock. Saturday night dinner. So how does that? That's the yeah. No. It was. I was falling on top of tables with kids and their families eating chicken strips. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> hey man, I'm trying to eat my chicken here. <laughs> Bartender stories usually end up with you know fighting or kicking some drunk person out and having to deal with somebody who's completely. I've had a lot of interesting experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had one guy one time that was like. Do you have a boyfriend? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, how does he feel about you working this job? How does he feel about you bartending? I said, I don't know. Do you want to ask him? I can grab him for you. <laughs> He's, He's right, right there. <laughs> That's him. He was just like, oh, okay. Have I'm you ever gotten like a really, really big tip? Has anybody ever so like tips, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tip oh, yeah. Tips. No. Um, so we used to, so if anybody's been to Black Bear, there's a bell there. Yeah. And if you've never heard it, um, it's because you don't tip big enough. It's because you haven't tip big enough. Yeah, but typically, if you get like a fifty to a hundred dollar tip plus, uh, you know, we you ring the bell, and uh, or we let them ring the bell with one of our bar keys, which is just a fancy way to say a beer bottle top opener. Opener, um, and they'll do ding and they'll ring the bell. But yeah, I mean, we've gotten some pretty pretty big tips, pretty yeah. shitty. I tips. mean, I mean, I, I definitely have. <laughs> You know, locals that I just absolutely love, and they always they always they support you know, us. They support yeah. us. Yeah, our locals are supported who us. We love. For... That's why we do this. I think. You yeah, know, absolutely. Uh... Yeah, because I was thinking to myself, it's like, oh yeah, people come up from cities, they want to experience, you know, finer dining and and experiences. Love, yeah. They get, you know, up here that they get back home, but uh, us locals really appreciate it. I mean, that's got to be your biggest, like yeah. consistently, yeah. right? I mean, so they're year round, and uh, they support us, and they've always supported. Joni and I especially, and, like, and since w- I've moved here, and they follow us from restaurant to restaurant. Yeah, when we opened Pawn Run, that was a big thing that I can't speak the owners had said we did. to us was mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, you guys have a posse, you guys have a, fo- a huge following of people that have heard you were here, and they were like, we came because we heard Lee and Joni were here, and it just means so much to us to That's have so this cool. huge mm-hmm. group of people that constantly support us and everything we do. It's yeah. really awesome. That is, we love it. Well, that's think, why we do what yeah, we do. Yeah, that's why we do what we do, <laughs> it for really sure. Is. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to ask something, but I forget what I was going to ask. <laughs> you might have cut that part, too. I got a buzz from my old fashioned. I did, too. That was so good. <laughs> There's still a little bit left. Out in the, Is there anything we the didn't room. talk about that we should? We talked about the honey, honey. No, I think I that's... was going to bring up Mike Delegati said he'd be on the show, but he hasn't 100% confirmed yet. So it'd be kind of cool if he's on here. He's going to have some good honey stories. What's your favorite? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that I don't have a good honey story. I feel like I should go Well, maybe we'll do that. We'll, we can try we can this take summer. care of that this yeah. summer. Okay. We'll, okay. This summer. Take a night off. I used to yeah. take my Actually, little uh, puppy. We can do it on a Wednesday. It doesn't have to <laughs> okay. be Saturday. Well, well, right? like, let's, yeah. let's mix it up. Okay. Okay. I used to go out there with my little golden retriever puppy when she was like eight weeks old, and I pull up on my pontoon boat alone, and I just walk through. Kenya, right? Kenya. Yeah. Yeah, Kenya. And that uh, I just have the biggest, you know, following of people just, you know, loving on my little puppy dog. And it's just a fun time at Honey. I mean, you know. It's, it's a cool spot where, like, it is. beach, like, yeah. front there. And it's yeah. really all you got. It's not, you know, we're not a beach, but, you know, it kind of turns out like that at the Honey. Yeah. The Honey sometimes just pulls you in in the summertime. It like, does. Uh, I don't know if it was last summer or the summer before. We were out surfing behind the boat and uh, called my friend Travis. I was like, hey, we're surfing. You want to come out? And I think we probably surfed from his house to the Honey Honey. And then somehow we got home at like 4 a.m. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure we even surfed more than like five minutes, but uh, somebody lost their phone in the lake and we had oh, a great no. night and we got home super late. But uh, it, it does just kind of suck again. Yeah, it does. It's always a good time. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Honey. It's always packed. A great band. Well, I was going to say, usually, like, if I'm like driving by and I'm like, 
there's a parking spot on this side of the road. I almost feel like I have to pull in I and know. stop. I'm like, that just is calling Crazy. me. Yeah. And the fun thing is why people park their boats there. Uh, oh, it, what? It is pretty oh in the docks. In the docks. Oh, okay. Oh, if you oh, watch yeah. people trying to pull in the docks, you're, you're experienced boat drivers. Like for dinner when they've been drinking all day. Let's so, do that. Let's do that this summer, If you're too. If you're watch not all familiar with boats, if you see boat drivers having the orange life jackets on, stay clear of them because they don't know what they're doing. Um, that's kind of a sign of oh, somebody. Yeah. You're, you're not going to wear a big orange life jacket yeah. if you really know how to drive a boat. And two, uh, it's it's really something. <laughs> or swim. Yeah, I know. Like the, the hard Sorry. part about they the have it on backwards. Uh, and, and two, people need to remember boats don't have brakes. I don't know why people oh, forget that, but your boat does not problem. have brakes. You can throw it in reverse and kind of sort of slow down, but you're sitting there at the dock at the Honey, you watch people come in. They're coming in way too fast, and uh, yeah, it's 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 easy to forget that boats don't have brakes. And the jet skis, too. That's uh, a huge problem. Like jet skis don't them, have brakes. Either. Yeah, they're always in the docks. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> they just let off the gas. See, I'm that they're guy off. who doesn't know. I'm like, what do you yeah. mean they don't have brakes? Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> and have there's no reverse usually on a jet ski, right? They, they do, but <laughs> the fun part about a jet ski is uh, if, if you're going forward in a jet ski and you put it in reverse and you gun it, it actually makes it sink. I don't know the it, I don't know yeah. the physics behind it or whatever, but it's an awesome trick. But also, it'll destroy the jet ski. Like You, you can get by on a jet ski... <laughs> Five or ten times, right? But it will literally destroy it, but it's so fun. you got to be going like 20 miles an hour. So, kids, if you're listening, your dad has a really nice sea to uh, do this when he's not looking. Um, <laughs> be going about 20 miles an hour, throw it in reverse, gun it, and you will just sink straight down. It's pretty fun. That's a cool trick. But uh, it's, it's a great way to blow up your dad's jet ski, too. So we, go, we should hang out, set up a table on the lawn at yeah. the Honey this summer, yeah. and then do like a pop-up podcast oh, yeah. and just narrate people parking their boats. That'd be hilarious. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, just an hour. We'll have content. liberated libations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just, I don't know if that... <laughs> people would watch <laughs> you know, guest bar, just guest, guest bartender. Bar exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll set up. Yeah. Sit there, have five mics.